For years, lost and wasted. This is Mega Maker, episode 40. Ah. Hey folks, how's it going? Justin Jackson here on a cold, dark fall night here in Vernon, BC. I snuck out of the house. It's 8.18 p.m. Snuck out of the house down to my office to record this episode. Didn't record one last week because I was in the throes of launching uh, my new course, Marketing for Developers. And a lot of you have been asking me, how's it going? How's the launch going? And I'll give you an update. I've got a lot of raw emotion from launching. Launching is always, <laughs> it does get easier, but it always is a, an emotional roller coaster. The course is doing well, but yeah, I'll, I'll give you guys an update at the end, okay? Just be patient. First, I want to tell you a story. As a teenager, I was obsessed with the idea of having my own business. I read business books, I watched business documentaries, I subscribed to business magazines. Uh, Actually, you know, one of my earliest memories um, is hanging out with my dad, watching this CBC program called Venture, which was on after the 11 o'clock news, and if I begged my dad, he would let me stay up and watch this show, and it was all about entrepreneurs. And I was kind of like that all through my childhood, all through high school, had little businesses, started a, a, a rave company with my buddy Adrian. We put on raves, you know, glow sticks and DJs and all that. Anyway, so it made sense when it was time for me to go to university that I would go to business school. Four years later, I graduated with a bachelor's degree and I had the credentials I had a basic understanding of accounting, statistics, marketing, and management, but there was one thing I didn't know. How do you come up with a product idea that people will pay for? You know, that that question hounded me. The problem, uh, the way I saw it, was my professors at university were theoretical, but business, the more I learn about it, is almost all practical. To understand it, you have to do it. So my first step out of university was to try to do it. Um, One of my early ideas was to build a CRM, Customer Relationship Management Software, for nonprofits. I was a manager for a local charity. Uh, That was my job, so it seemed like a good fit. I I felt like I understood the, the customer. And I worked on that. I remember, man, I was newly married. We'd had our daughter. <laughs> I was writing exams and for my, you know, my final exams for university. And my wife could have gone into labor at any moment. And I just remember looking around <laughs> that, that exam room at all these other people, you know, and they're all like, hey, after this, let's go get wasted. And I'm like writing this test thinking, I'm going to be a dad. <laughs> Like right, I could be a dad tonight, man. That was crazy. Anyway, so I out of university, I worked on this nights and weekends, this CRM 
for nonprofits. It took me months to finish. Oh, my point about telling that story is, you know, I was working on this, but at the same time we had this brand new baby and it was crazy. Anyway, so I finished it and I took it to a trade show uh, as a stack of CD-ROMs. That's how, that's how old I am. CD-ROMs. I, I put this software on CD-ROMs. That's how I was going to sell it. And went to this trade show, set up a booth, and I demoed it for whoever would listen. And by the end of that trade show, I had sold one copy for $20. <laughs> I just remember feeling like, oh my gosh, I spent so much time on that. Just flustered. I had a university education in business, but I didn't understand how business worked. Then, in 2008, 28 years old, I got a break. I was done working for this charity, and somehow, this guy named Greg had found out that I was leaving, and he called me, and Greg was... uh, Uh, owned a software company. He owned a web application, uh, email newsletter web application, kind of like MailChimp. And he called me and said, he said, I'd like to offer you a job. And um, I just remember being blown away by that because at the time I was thinking, what are my job prospects after having been a, a, a manager for a nonprofit? It just felt like they weren't very good. And I was thinking about going and uh, becoming a salesperson. I was thinking about working at the Apple store. And then this, this guy, Greg, calls me and says, hey, I, I'd like to offer you a job. And Greg was a practitioner. You know, the first day on the job, he hands me a list of leads and he says, I want you to call these people. And I'm like, you mean on the phone? Like I thought this was a startup. Aren't we supposed to be like high tech? Isn't this all like electronic messaging? And and he's like, no, the phone is how we make like all of our money. You need to call these leads. And I I just remember kind of being blown away by that. And it, it felt like I was getting my first dose of real practical business education. You know, I, I learned a lot from Greg. Actually, all three of the owners there, Greg, John, and Mike, uh, in a relatively short period of time, I <laughs> learned a ton. Uh, they could teach me something, and I could go, and I could apply it that day. Also significant during that time was Greg introduced me to a book called Getting Real by Jason Fried and David Hanemeyer Hansen. They had started a company called 37 Signals and had built software called Basecamp. And I read that whole thing in a day. Uh, You can still get it. It's online. Search for Getting Real by 37 Signals. And after reading that, I realized that the key to studying business was to learn from practitioners and apply what you learned right away. So I, I started going and trying to learn from people. I went to a few conferences. Uh, I took a workshop from Mike McDermott, the founder of FreshBooks, called How to Build a Web App from A to Z. I bought books and online courses. And every time I learned something, 
I tried to apply it. Eventually, I started a podcast called Product People with my friend Kyle Fox, and our whole objective was to learn from the best product people in the world, to learn from the practitioners. And it was through that show that I met folks like Nathan Berry, Sasha Grave, Brennan Dunn, Jared Drysdale, Rob Walling, Paul Jarvis, and all of them had recently self-published books. And I had bought those books and read them and uh, learned and applied a considerable amount. And so as I was considering the first thing I wanted to do, I thought, you know, maybe I'll do that. Maybe I'll, I'll write a book. So I wrote about what I had learned and applied so far in a, a small guide called Amplification. I know some of you listening were some of my first customers. Thank you. And uh, it was basically for folks who listened to my podcast or had started reading my blog or my newsletter. And I have to tell you, I learned more from building, launching, and marketing that little book than I did in four years of university. There's no substitute for actually doing stuff. You can't just get the head knowledge. You have to go out and apply it. And it's in the midst of applying it that that knowledge kind of becomes fully realized. When the dust settled from that first product, I'd made $3,056. And it was like this just huge light bulb had gone off because I'd finally figured out how to make something people would pay for. By the way, I have a chart that illustrates this, uh, justinjackson.ca slash wasted, if you're interested. Now, the key to this modest success was just-in-time learning. You know, one of the actually valuable things I remember from university is this concept of just-in-time inventory. So instead of storing up a bunch of materials and gradually using them over an extended period, you only order what you need right now. So the the materials come into the factory, you use them, and then you order more right when you need them. You don't store them for a future date. And I think the same thing applies to education. The traditional model of university education is broken. You jam four years of knowledge into your head and hope you can retrieve it later when you need it. Even worse, it'll cost you at least $40,000 by the time you're done. But there's a better way. Instead of getting a big education and trying to build a big product, it's better to get a small education and launch something small. There's something called Gall's Law. It was uh, coined by John Gall. And it says, A complex system that works is invariably found to have evolved from a simple system that worked. Basically, everything complex starts off as something simple. So what do I mean by a small education? Well, instead of paying $40,000 for a bachelor's degree, pay $2,000 to go to a conference. Spend $500 on an online course. Hire a coach for $200 a month. Buy a book on Amazon for 20 bucks. Learn from practitioners, not from professors. Learn from people that can teach you real skills real skills that have been um, forged in the act of actually doing business. 
These are the people who are putting new ideas into practice. You know, things change quickly, but practitioners stay sharp because they're always practicing. Now, what do I mean by small product? Well, you don't need to start with a $1 million seed round. Uh, Like Donald Trump, you don't need a small $14 million loan or whatever he got from his dad. Instead, find a group of people you like and solve one of their problems. Don't start with complex technical solutions either. Don't go out and try to build a really complicated piece of software. My boss, Greg, that I was telling you about earlier, showed me that, you know, there's a lot of problems you can solve with a phone, something as simple as a phone call. Instead of building that web app first, maybe you should create an Excel spreadsheet and try to sell that. Basically, if you want to learn how to create a product people will pay for, don't go to university. Learn from the people, the real business people, the real product people who are a few steps ahead of you. If you want to build a profitable business, don't start with a complicated idea. Build something small and grow its complexity slowly. So that's all from a blog post I just wrote, justinjackson.ca slash wasted. And these ideas are really what motivated me to create Marketing for Developers, this course I just created. Um, It's at devmarketing.xyz if you want to go check it out. But, you know, I I have a programmer friend who was so desperate to learn the business side of software that he went back to school. He already had his comp sci degree and he went back for commerce. But most business education sucks. (laughs) Most professors are not skilled practitioners. They're not in the trenches. I've done product marketing for two SaaS companies. I've consulted for startups around the world on marketing. I've built and launched dozens of products, and I'm still not done learning and improving. But I wanted to take what I've learned and help the folks who are a few steps behind me. And, you know, since I released the first version of Marketing for Developers last year, last year around this time, I've been completely blown away by the response. Over 2,500 people have used Marketing for Developers to find an audience, launch a product, and grow their revenue. Many growing their revenue to the point where they could become independent. But this year, I wanted to make it better. I wanted to be able to expand on ideas in the book and give step-by-step instructions with video as opposed to screenshots in a PDF. I wanted students to be able to fill out worksheets and send them to me so that I could give them feedback. I wanted there to be a dialogue between teacher and student. I wanted to find a faster way to teach something I just learned. And this has already happened since I launched the course on the 15th. So that was six days ago. I've already added like five new video tutorials. It's just way faster for me to add new material, share what I'm learning in real time, just in time learning. And one thing I forgot to do in the big rush to get this new course launched is I didn't have a chance to share the launch discount with you, the podcast listener. I shared it with my email list. I shared it on Twitter, but I didn't have a time to put out an episode. So even though the launch discounts for everyone else are done, they're expired, you can't get them anymore. 
I have a special offer just for folks who can hear my voice right now. If you go to megamaker.co slash coupon, that will give you $50 off the new course. And by the way, this course isn't just for software developers. It says software developers in the title, but many non-engineers have bought it and found it very helpful. So even if you're not super technical, there's nothing in this course that is going to be above your head. Uh, it should, it's all very accessible. So if you're interested, megamaker.co slash course, and I'm going to keep that coupon open for uh, at least a week, but act quick because eventually I'll take it down. And once it's down, you, you, you can't get that discount anymore. All right. So now what people really want to know is how's it doing? How is, did the launch go? And I, I can't spill all the beans. Um, I actually wrote a huge kind of private update for Product People Club members. By the way, there's still a few spots left. I can't believe how many people have been joining from the podcast. Uh, productpeople.club. I just wrote a huge update for them with all the gory details. But suffice it to say, sales are doing really well. It's, uh, it, it was an interesting launch. It started slow, and I was kind of freaking out. And then it really picked up steam, especially in the last 12 hours. Quick tip, if you're thinking of not sending out a you know, last, last chance email or 12 hours left email, you should because those uh, type of emails really are what drove a lot of sales for the course. Um, but yeah, very, it's doing really well and it continues to sell every single day, which is exciting. Um, yeah, that's all I'll say about that. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, this is Stryker you're hearing right now singing this theme music. And the podcast is hosted, not toasted, on simplecast.fm. I'm Justin. If you want to reach out to me, I'm the letter M, the letter I, Justin, on Twitter, on Instagram. Go, go and talk to me on Instagram and Snapchat. M-I, Justin. Would love to interact and would love to hear what you're getting out of the show or questions or whatever. So thanks again for listening and I will see you again next Friday.